Hello, I'm Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group and I'm joined today by Mitch Parker, who's the CISO at Indiana University Health System. Mitch is also going to be joining us next week at the ISMG Healthcare Security Summit in New York on Tuesday the 13th on a panel that's going to be talking about tackling vendor risk management challenges. So welcome, Mitch. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. So I want to ask you about, obviously, your own perspective on what you're seeing with third-party risk from people like vendors or business associates. So what, what are the biggest issues that you're coming across today when it comes to those uh, third parties? I look at it as visibility in two different areas. The first area being with visibility as to what my vendors are doing to protect themselves. And the second part is is visibility into what are the threats they're actually seeing because first of all you're blind to what is actually going on there but at the same time you need to be able to see what's going on because the same attacks that might be targeting them are also targeting you or they could be targeting you through them which is a major challenge and you have to work together and you make you have to make sure you have that good contract language in place to be able to have that visibility else you will be flying blind I mean, I think one of the areas that's certainly come across or been talked about very much this year, there's been a number of incidents around ransomware uh, targeting healthcare amongst other industries. So, I mean, in, in a third party scenario, I mean, it, obviously it's problematic and, you know, clearly you're the decision maker when it comes to an incident happening to you directly. Uh, but what if it happens to a third party vendor that's critical to your organization? How do you deal with that? I can tell you that under the HIPAA security rule, organizations are required to have downtime procedures in place, and you can't assume anymore that a third party is going to be up longer than you. If you take a look, and the case in point every healthcare organization should, is what happened with Nuance. And the reason why is because a significant number of organizations depended on them for physician dictation. And when they went down, it had far-reaching effects across the healthcare enterprise because a number of providers were not able to effectively complete business tasks. So the need to have downtime procedures as specified in the security rule is critically important because it, it's not just your internal organization. Third parties are going to go down as well. And you need to have alternate mode operations and downtime so that you can flip the switch to someone else and continue business even if one of your major suppliers is out of business. And we have to get rid of the preconceived notion that one supplier can do everything and that we don't want to, quote unquote, upset the apple cart with our relationships. We have to have backups because if we don't, our business continuity and our ability to conduct business could be seriously impeded with just one vendor. So, you know, we're getting towards the end of 2018, obviously. Um, so what will you be focusing on uh, in 2019 to protect your organization from third-party risk? Continuing to improve our third-party vendor risk program and to focus on collaborating with our vendors to make sure that they are addressing and assessing risk continually. We can't do anything without, without them. We need to make sure that they're able to do their job and we're able to help them out so that we all can do a better job. Ultimately, my organization is charged with the protection of patient and proprietary data. That's still our data that we hold on behalf of the patient. And we need to make sure that we communicate that responsibility to all of our business partners and work with them to make sure everyone protects the data with the same rigor that we do. 
I mean, I guess another area that I'd like to touch on is potentially this ever-expanding attack surface through IoT and so on. I mean, it's um, you know clearly it's it's hard to get a handle on your own attack surface, but again, coming to a, a third party, it's um, you know increasingly problematic. So, uh, any thoughts on again uh, securing medical devices in an IoT environment? We look at this as the same key core principles that you would use for information security for anything. And one of the issues that we found with IoT is that a lot of organizations haven't really thought about how they're going to protect the data flows and how they're going to protect the devices. And we like to work with our vendors to make sure that they've thought these items through and they've communicated that to all the stakeholders that you just don't can't put devices out there. You have to have a plan to manage the devices and manage their security and prepare for the what-ifs and prepare for the eventual attacks and how you're going to address them. So a lot more thought has to go into IoT before we look at it as being something that we would seriously consider. Ultimately, you have to put out what's most beneficial to the patient and what's most beneficial to the patient is putting the most thought into how you deploy something to support them. I think that the most important thing with vendor management is to understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, and make sure that you're doing it in the spirit of supporting the organization and that you will effectively talk about the mission and values of everything that you do and what how what you do fits in to the the goals of the rest of the organization. You don't want to be at odds. You need to be working in concert with everyone to make sure that you can succeed and ultimately reducing risk in your organization by working with your third parties. Thank you, Mitch. That's Mitch Parker, who is the CISO at Indiana University Health System. And for Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.